Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> There's a show, it's a Spanish show on HBO called mm. 30 Coins. Yeah. That shit is fucking awesome. Oh. It's like a horror series. It has the guy from Sense8 in it. One mm-hmm. of the, the guy, the guy who's like the model, the gay model. I, I don't know about that. I just know that Geostorm on HBO Latino was like, uh, Geo Tormenta. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, dude. That sounds I'm down, better. I'm down for some Geo Tormenta. You know? Like, what was the Meg? <laughs> oh, shit. I told you I watched that on the road trip, right? In a hotel room with commercials. I was like, oh shit, TNT's still a thing with movies with five-hour commercials? The last time I watched the original Halloween, I think it was on TNT in a hotel room around Halloween. Ah. I seem to always travel around Halloween. But we go to haunted destinations. Spooky. Mike Flanagan was at the Stanley over at Halloween showing Dr. Sleep. And uh, there's like snow in there already and stuff. See, the one time we were thinking about doing a haunted tour, I don't think we would have done it because we had a kid with us. But uh, the Queen Mary in Long Beach, it's yeah. like this huge ship. We tried to go, I think, eat there because there's like a restaurant hotel. There was a, f- a reggae fest in Long Beach. I'm like, it's legal here. Do you guys need a reggae fest right fucking here? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> you know, here in Texas, it's like, oh, that's where you go to smoke weed well, that's with a lot of people. You're not thinking about reggae as music. That was clearly not about the music. Oh, they were just, just we rented smoking. this park to smoke weed in it. Yeah. <laughs> if it was about the music, that's one thing. But I feel like what I was seeing was just like what you would see here at Reggae Fest. Just a bunch of people like, hey, we're going to go here and smoke and eat all the foods. Wasn't it the Robert Marley Fest previously? It was, but then it got extra corporate It went past just the food donation. Then you had to buy and donate. Then it was like, I'll just buy tickets, donate optional. Eh, I don't like reggae anyway. Not into it. When I was young, I just went to smoke. Boring music. I, we ended up getting into it. Did you start the... I did. I just... That's what I do now. I just start it and... But honestly, what's that all about? What's this all about? Oh, is that my water from last time? Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy at the Nothing bar. Nothing happened to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's your water. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> um, No. It's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you were sending me like photographic evidence of what went down with the water bottle, okay? It's true. I know the water's not yeah. fine. I mean, it is fine. It is fine. Nothing can penetrate the plastic. Yeah, I touched it to my crotch and then my dog smelled it. It was like a little symphony going on in the picture. I didn't know she was there either when really? I took that picture. Yeah. That wasn't planned? <laughs> no. Nice. Nice. She's like, what's this? <laughs> Why is he doing that? I never see them with the water bottle there. Um, no, I'm not knocking Reggae Fest. I'll even go. I'll jam out. But I'm just saying, this damn crowd filling a fucking parking lot at the Queen Mary. We're just trying to go eat at this haunted ship hotel restaurant. You know, tourist it up. What'd you watch this week that was interesting? <laughs> dude that wasn't an ice fishing show or something yeah for, <laughs> forged in fire changed hosts i don't know if there's drama there or if his contract yeah. just ran out um but i can't i'm done with that old man show the new guy just guy sounds horrible not a likable guy anyway uh 
killer fucking salad. You mentioned that. What is that? It's a documentary on Netflix. Bodybuilding in the 80s, 90s. You know, post-Arnold. Like uh, there was a couple. California. Both former Marines. Uh, male, female. Uh, I forgot to silence my phone. Did you, pick up, <laughs> did you just pick up a coin on the way to the, the green pipe? Oh, God. <laughs> Why was that a weird... My phone, it's not the right noise. <laughs> anyway, late 80s, early 90s, they're jacked. Wife kills the husband. She says it was self-defense because he abused her. The defense and his friends say sh it wasn't really love. And there's the whole thing with there were slugs and a shotgun. You know, like solid rounds, like not scatter shot. He took one round to the abdomen, then one to the face. But they're saying the face shot, he was already on the ground. And she's saying self-defense. And then they turned it into, well, she's a bodybuilder. And while she is only 5'3", she could, like, squat him. And he was a very large man. Like, not tall, but just rock solid. You know, muscles on top of muscles. On top of muscles on the side of a muscle. Did you watch the whole thing? Three parts. You're definitely left with the what do you think. And not to give away too much, but I mean... Was it like a satisfying watch? Good enough. All right. Some of those other ones lately, complete disappointment. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to feel? I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like a, when it's a documentary and not a movie, you really start to question it because they, they, you know. Yeah, and they, they ride really... those too long. Like, I'm so sick of staircase stuff. I can't even, like, that show looks like something I would want to watch, the dramatization of it. But I'm like, I've watched two fucking docu-series on this already. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I watched that one on Netflix. It infuriated me a little. Yeah, there's no, even uh, Making a Murderer? Yeah, I don't want an ongoing docu-series. <laughs> what I want is you to wrap it up and tell me how it ended. Yeah, no, this one was, it was better. You know, and I'd watch those sports documentaries on there too. I was, I talked about those in another episode. Those all, I didn't like the, <laughs> the endings used to be fine. Then the endings on these were like, well, that fucking sucks or thanks. You know, kind yeah. of don't know what to say. This one, not the worst. Not the worst? Not the worst. You are like, what happened? But you think you know, I... You feel like you, like the documentary filmmaker. It was filmmaker. a bad situation. People are people. I'm into that. I've been watching those 2020 episodes, which they now give titles to and have a song with the title in the chorus. And But they never do that until it's over. It's like way over. And it's almost like they filmed some of it years ago. They were like, when it ends, when this whole ordeal ends, maybe we'll have a 2020. <laughs> Did the Jean Benet thing start on 2020? I, I don't. Like that, I don't know. I'm not old enough to remember that. I know so. we were kids when that happened. Not really remember it. Like it's yeah. like too many clues, and you're like, why are there? Why is there so much evidence? Well, that one, the staircase. Why? Why was the fountain not on in the pool? What the fuck, man? Like, was the fountain on or was the fountain off? There's too many things like that, and I get it. I watch a lot of true crime. <laughs> true crime. I, I watch a lot like of true a, crime. The documentaries are. I feel like that guy wore out his welcome in my head too. The husband in the staircase? Yeah. Like, I was like, at first I was like, oh, well, you're interesting. And then I was like, get out of here. It's like when you're watching a movie and there's a very unlikable character and you're, it's if it's a movie where they can die, you're just, please let him die soon. Yeah. Or usually when that happens, I'm like, will this person grow on me? Because I like that in the, the writing where the character's not my favorite at, at the beginning. And then <laughs> they grow on you like a fungus. <laughs> uh, like Jamie Lannister? Yeah. Like Jamie Lannister. I knew you that's, would. Yeah. That's my prime example. I I, knew, yeah. I I had to think of it because I was about to be like Sawyer. He's Sawyer, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sawyer's a big deal. I, I, I'll probably talk about this. But I like it when I don't like the character. I don't think I... Well, like As much as we were like, <gasps> about things these days on Twitter and stuff like that, or maybe not on Twitter for long, who knows? We don't want to watch things about likable people. That's 
boring. You don't want a hunky-dory story. Yeah, well, you don't want them to not learn anything. And if they're squeaky clean from the get-go and they're all enlightened and shit, like, mm, probably not going to have a very interesting story or life to tell a story about. But somebody who is kind of fucked up. <laughs> now, it, that's interesting. It always makes it a little more interesting. I saw a bullet train. Really? I actually saw it a few weeks ago. I forgot to tell you. Okay. It looked good. It's great. But it's not an action movie like it is marketed. As an action movie, it's more like uh, what's up with that? Why? Why is that no, still no? A thing? It's still good. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't just matter. not as much action. It's just as they you... they really accented the action. It's a little more like quirky snatch ensemble, and they focused a little too much on Brad Pitt is in this movie, and he's the central character. The whole story revolves around him, but he's just like filling in for somebody. <laughs> 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 he's really not having a good day. And so everything else happens around that. And it felt more like a Snatch or like Lucky Number Slevin, that sort of movie, where it was a lot of moving parts. And you're like, I don't know exactly what's going on here. But there is a surprise actor who is one of the stars of the movie who won't come up to the end, like the last third of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to knock your socks off. Cool. It's a big Frank surprise. <laughs> you're going to jump up and down. <laughs> I can see it now. Did you watch anything else? Uh, watching normal stuff. Uh, we started watching Fringe, mm. which I'm enjoying more than I was enjoying watching the X-Files. Had, had Kelly seen that before? She'd seen it when it was on television, but not like religiously like I would watch something on television. Did you ever watch it? The classic here and there. Yeah. We watched it streaming like years after it was finished, I think. Going right out of X-Files into Fringe, I was like, oh, they're the same show, except <laughs> the ongoing story in Fringe is much better. <laughs> You know, it was one where I, it was a tough last season for me. Well, they had to, to cram there. that last season. Yeah, we I think we'd read about that before we watched it, and it was just tough for me. It was one of those tough last seasons to get through. I kind of lost interest a little right at the very end. I can see that. I think it took two years for that last season to come out, too. Fuck. And that was another thing with the smile marketing that you yeah. were talking about, mm-hmm. how much you loved it. Fringe did that. They were planning The Observer in like the audience in American Idol. And Get at, out of here. Like, Fox sporting events. They put a bald man in a hat. See, and... we didn't watch it when it was on TV, so I had no idea. That's awesome. That first season, That's that cool. was how they marketed it. And then I saw Don't Worry, Darling, which I wish I wasn't so tainted by the amount of press that movie got for ridiculous bullshit. I'm not going to look it up, but that's probably going to be the first thing. I didn't get to X this week or Barbarian. I'm going to save Barbarian for like movie night, you know? So those are next. It was and good. I think you're really going to like it. I've got time off. I'm going to get to watch a bunch of shit because I got time (laughs) off. I'm so fucking hyped. Without spoiling anything about Don't Worry Darling, I called the end five minutes into the movie, but not the whole end. So close. Like they were like, yes, you're right, but also. also." (laughs) And I was like, no shit. Because that's what I want. I want to kind of figure it out, but then I want to be surprised. But still surprised at the end. Yeah, perfect. It's perfect. Oh, even better. You know, man, that's like a really good dinner right there, you know? Yeah, it felt good. And the movie was fantastically written. And it wasn't written by Olivia Wilde, so she didn't come up with any of that shit. So stop giving her credit for it. See, I think that was one that I saw a preview for before Nope, maybe, was the first time I saw that preview. I swear, Olympia was just as excited. Then when we had a chance to like watch it at the theater, I don't like, nah. Like She had this weird feeling about it. I'm like, that wasn't your initial vibe. You're going to really like it. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm still excited to watch it. She she seemed like she was, and then she, I guess she might have seen something else. And she's like, no, what do you think's going to go on in that one? I was like, do you want to know how this movie ends now? Mm-hmm. We were like five minutes in, or 
Do you want me to keep it to myself? And she was like, I tell you what, write it down. <laughs> and then we'll look at it at the end of the movie. And it's always like, fun okay. to do. And I did. And then when it came up, I like showed it to her. And she, but the, those were the big, the big things, little things here and there. Things I already talked about that I started watching. Mm -hmm. We're in the middle of fall. So fall TV is happening. Oh, I did want to mention we were going to do a mini episode about the blockbuster television show. <laughs> I made it through a one fucking episode of this show and I'm not going to watch the rest of it. I'm good with that. You shouldn't watch things on streaming that you are like, I don't like this. Like I was saying before about like shows need to they need to hook me in one episode. One episode, I should want to watch that second episode. Even if it's right before it cuts at the yeah, end? Yeah, I shouldn't have to give it three episodes to find out whether or not it's a good show. If something you know it's crap, you don't need to be a completionist about TV and movies anymore. There's too much. <laughs> don't watch the shit that's bad because that data is being taken into account. There's no Nielsen box in people's living rooms. Stop watching Manifest. Stop watching. Stop watching Manifest. <laughs> Stop watching Manifest. Don't watch that new season of Manifest. Yeah, don't make something popular that has no business hanging around more than like the first couple, you know, With episodes. that, I kind of wonder if I'm just not the audience that that's for. Because I get real insulted when you just give me the answer to things. Mm -hmm. And uh, Oh, you talked about it so much I started watching Old again. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'm like halfway through. The... <laughs> I was halfway through. I'm like halfway through. <laughs> I know, it's, it's like a whole thing. Like I've got an hour. You know what I mean? So it's like generally that's about halfway through a movie. That's when I go for an episode of a television show. I uh, got an hour. But see, if I start another show that I'm going to have to like get into that show and I still want to do a bunch of no, a lot more, more movies. You don't. Just do whatever you feel like doing when you feel like doing it. Well, I did that with Westworld. Now Westworld's canceled. So I'm like, well, why should I continue to try and watch it? The answer was right. It was given to you. Stop it, too. That's where I stopped. That but would be my recommendation for Westworld if you've never seen it. Watch one and two. They're Pretend great. it ends. Pretend it ends. The way that two wraps up, you could cut it there. Use your imagination. It might all be good. Fuck I just it. did hear that they set up another season, and then HBO was like, no. Well, how long did it take me to watch three? How long has three been out? And I just started a couple weeks ago. Thought about it when you said something about it, and then I was like, nah, I don't know. I have so much other stuff. Well, I wanted something. I wanted to revive that feeling. Well, yeah. there's so much stuff. Watch the stuff you want to watch. You know, like you really want to watch. If you just keep watching crap because you're like, maybe it'll get good. Not only will it probably not, but you're going to tell the company that made it that people are watching it yeah. all the way through. Look, there's only one show I need with skin jobs. I didn't need another one. I'll take as many shows about skin jobs as you can give me. <laughs> Please don't listen to him. That's all I want. Humans, BBC show with uh, Gemma Chan, uh -huh. who's in Don't Worry Darling. It's fucking amazing. Hey, what did you think about Replicants? Meh. <laughs> You're talking about the Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. Right? yeah. Meh. No. Skin jobs, eh? Not so good. Not so Good idea. If it was yeah. a short story, I'd read it. I mean, was it not probably based off a short story? I think uh, the thing that was really disorienting was Thomas Middleditch being in that movie. Middleditch? Yeah, from uh, Silicon Valley. Who the fuck is Thomas Middleditch? He's the main character of Silicon Valley. Thomas Middleditch? Yeah. You named somebody I don't know. Yeah, I did. Jesus. I don't even know how to react to that. <laughs> like, how do I. You're going to look it up and be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah, there you go. He has a name. He's got a name. <laughs> Apparently, he's a dick. <laughs> is he? I, I don't know. Aren't all famous people? Kind of. Yeah, I keep hearing things. A little bit. Like, you know, I don't care how the props feel. 
Like uh, football players. Oh, he's Canadian. You know, when they're like, football players are getting brain damage. And I'm like, oh, sorry, are they? <laughs> Isn't it sad when the millionaires smash their heads together? I get it. High school kids. I get it. But the NFL players, let them get brain fucking damage. I don't give a shit. I'm pro public executions. <laughs> well, one might say that they know what they're getting into when they sign the contract. I think they should let them do steroids. I'd much rather watch that. Did you get to make sections at Hollywood Video? Would they give you the power to do things like that? No. Or decide where something went? No, because like, you know, the the library, like the catalog library, like those had their place. We'd have to condense ones that weren't as popular to make room for like expanding action or drama. Yeah, but you weren't allowed to like make a cult classic section that wasn't oh, no. like deemed by corporate. These are cult no. classics. It was our decision to have the employee racks. That wasn't. But that was as far as you got to go. Yeah. And I feel like See, that I was, was so even... fortunate to work in a video store where I was allowed to. We made sections like we would come up with things and be like, let's try this for a while. For a minute, we tried trivia at the front desk. They didn't like like uh, there was like a dry race thing, you know, like on the, it was. Yeah, it I was think, fun. I think he had done something like that, like on the marquee. Yeah, every now and then the people was like, give me something. Yeah, and we would give them like a discount or something like that. I think, what was the PSI that Ivan Drago punched when uh, in Rocky Four, Like when he's on that computerized, like what was the number of the PSI that he hit? Did anyone know the answer to that? I feel like somebody did. Because it, it's, I don't remember what it is now. And yeah, we checked on it then. But that was a really good one. I feel like somebody did actually get it. But um, it was fun. It was interacting with the customer, like you. But you never you got to like actually make a section. No, where you we were didn't like, get to this make is... any sections. Oh man, we had like me? Sean Connery sections, and we had James Bond section, and then that was broken down into different sections of this and called classic sections. And then just like random shelves where we would jokingly make a section, and then <laughs> stand there with another person and try to like argue about what went on it. And I no, think that that's what awesome. we're doing in the next month. Sort of. Yeah, we can make a wall. I mean, the fun of it was just talking with somebody and, and bullshitting and arguing about mm. it, you know, and uh, trying to find out if this fits in there and then be like, well, what the fuck is this? When you find some <laughs> weird movie off in some corner and you're like, they're having dinner on the back, <laughs> you know, because we're going to do a dinner party series over the next month. And uh, we meant to watch Dutch in Dutch. They're going to dinner the whole fucking movie. And then we would arrive at the dinner party movies. But that didn't work out because Dutch is nowhere to be seen. That's so random. If you haven't seen Dutch, it's my favorite Thanksgiving movie of all time. It's a I great love movie. It. it was the one movie I think that was a, like a holiday movie when I was a kid that was about a broken home. You know, like it was about a guy, a stepdad trying to relate to his new stepson in a way, even though they like I think they were just engaged or whatever. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was official step yet. But it felt. More realistic to me when I was a kid because that's where I came from. You know, I didn't have both my parents around and I was trying to relate to this fucking dude. <laughs> and it had fucking Ed Bundy in it. Yeah, he was so good in it too. And you got to see him a little less Ed Bundy. I think that was the first time also mm -hmm. in my youth that I was like, oh, good actor. More than just Ed Bundy sticking his hand down his pants. Mm, no, ma'am. And Ethan Embry. Ethan Randall. <laughs> so now that we got that out of the way, that was what we meant to do. So instead, we're going to do the skeleton of the dinner party movie with the best farce on a dinner party movie of all time, which is Clue. And Clue is uh, not necessarily 
what we're going to be doing with the dinner party movies over the next month. We like the dinner parties outline, but it doesn't always have to be a murder mystery. But it would be a crime not to bring up Clue with all of its fucking Agatha Christie references in it. <laughs> it was so witty. I wanted to write down, they just put down some of those one-liners. And I did a couple, so many little giggles of like, <laughs> You know, just watching it. Oh, my God. I saw this movie when I was a kid on TV. I came in in the middle of it, figured out somehow that I'm watching a Clue movie. And then I told people that I went to elementary school with that I saw a movie that was Clue. No one believed me that that existed. No way. And I had no way to prove it at the time. Yeah, because. <laughs> um, can I just say, I don't know if I've ever felt this way about Miss White. Madeline Kahn. I've always liked her in this, but something about watching it last night, every time she even did like a little thing, it made me so happy on the Her inside. little Madeline Kahn yeah. ticks. <laughs> <laughs> like her little noises. <laughs> With like the slight delay then the reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, something happens like... <laughs> That's why I love Young Frankenstein. This is so full of Madeline Kahn and her weird little ticks. Yeah. If you haven't seen Clue or played the game, are you okay? Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> the plot of the movie is the same as the original game Cluedo created by Anthony E. Pratt. Mr. Body is murdered. Everyone splits up going room to room making wild accusations until they've narrowed down who the murderer is, what they murdered with, and in what room. Don't ask me why they don't know what room he was murdered in. In the movie, it's the 1950s, and the dinner guests have been sent a blackmail letter from Mr. Body instructing them to come to a dinner party at a New England mansion where the waitstaff has also apparently been blackmailed. On arrival, they mingle over dinner, finding they all live and work in Washington, D.C. They are given the various iconic board game weapons as gifts. They're told that if they kill the butler, Wadsworth, they can all go free. But with a clap of thunder, the lights go out, the gun goes off, everyone shrieks, and the blackmailing host is lying dead on the floor. Like, like face down on the floor. And I love Tim Curry later. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, like, fuck yeah. Wadsworth informs them that the police are on the way and they have 39 minutes to figure out who the murderer is. And just like the game, they split up and make wild accusations. The movie climaxes with the entire party running room to room, explaining how the murderer pulled it all off. Directed by Jonathan Lynn, who co-wrote the screenplay with John Landis, the film was released in 1985 with three alternate endings and was distributed with the different endings at different theaters, which was a cool idea. Apparently didn't work as well as they thought it was going to. So wait, real quick, the one that I've seen my whole life, the way they just put them all three together, that wasn't the movie in the theaters. No, they released it in the theater with a different ending at every theater in an area. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Nothing like that had ever been done before, I think. Have they done that since? I don't think so. Because it didn't pan out the way they thought. I mean, it really fit with that. I guess that idea is amazing in theory. I do like it, though. If you didn't know that there were different endings, too, and you were talking to somebody about it, and you were like, wait, that's not how it ended for me. <laughs> how awesome would that be? Was that the point? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it could have just been. It was John Landis's idea, apparently. I had no idea, man. Thank you. Really cool. Thank you. That touched me. The movie stars an incredible 80s ensemble led by Tim Curry as the butler Wadsworth, Eileen Brennan as Miss Peacock, Madeline Kahn as Miss White, Christopher Lloyd as Professor Plum, Martin Mull as Colonel Mustard, Michael McKean as Mr. Green, Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet, Colleen Camp as Yvette, the French maid, and Lee Ving, the lead singer of the punk rock band Fear, 
as Mr. Body, in which they could make the joke, Mr. Body will be leaving soon, oh. which is a line in the movie. Oh. <laughs> I did not. Wow. Kind of awesome. Yeah. There are a lot of little details in this movie that made it really fucking cool. Those are some, that's some fine tuning right there. The movie was a box office disappointment. It developed a cult following in the years that come, and I don't know anyone who didn't watch this when they were a little kid. Very few people. I feel like parents either show it to you or you stumble on it. <laughs> Doc Brown is in it? I thought Miss Scarlet was way hotter when I was younger. It was always Yvette and her fucking missile tits and just bouncing around in her French maid outfit. Yeah, man. It was so overt. And then Michael McKean being like, I'm a homosexual and I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So the original home video release was all three endings with title cards in between it. On the DVD, you can pick a randomized ending. So it says, like, watch it with all three endings. Or, like, when you press play, it asks you. Is that an option on the do. DVD you yeah, have? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it says, or randomize the ending. Man, too bad they didn't have DVDs in the 80s. I liked it the way I, I still this time watched it with all three endings. It's what I grew up with. This is a shock to me. This is news to me. That's cool. It is. They don't do cool shit like that with theatrical releases as often anymore. We'll smile. I'm sure James Cameron's going to try to do that with that fucking Avatar movie, but that looks like shit. No, they better not fuck it up. They've had time. I mean, how much worse can you fuck it up? That's how I feel. I'm blue. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Fern Gully was better. <laughs> I, I've never watched any... Uh, deep dive videos into comparisons there but i've said it since day one it's it's fern gully but somebody has to have torn that apart right i don't know if not we're gonna do it that would be a good one to do first that and like really i don't even think i mean we're gonna go down an avatar rabbit hole if we keep talking about this but i don't even think that the first avatar special effects hold up now did you know that lion king oh God. wasn't really like an original thing no, it's a Disney movie. They're all fairy tale stories adapted into different stories. No, man, this shit came straight out of Asia. Like, it's almost scene for scene. This, like, other thing that was not Lion King. <laughs> and it was white. It was like a white lion. That would have been cooler. It happened. Just not here. We got Simba. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT, just the tip. But I think this movie has the skeleton of the dinner party that we see in dinner party movies that we tend to like. It has all those little components to it. And, and you know me, I like to I like to boil a story down to its base components and see the pattern between movies. Even with, you know, Disney movies and stuff like that. Like, we get real upset for no one coming up with an original story. There are no original stories. <laughs> There's no fucking such thing. So don't get that in your fucking head. You tell the same story over and over and over and over again. And that's what we like. What, variations yeah we Re want to see reimaginings yeah when like jesus christ killed darth vader <laughs> <laughs> and when darth vader cut off jesus christ's hand have they made that yet <laughs> no but there's a sequel it's called the adams family where luke's hand just serves these people answers <laughs> the phone i like that uh all those agatha christie tropes that was the first time there was like oh we put all these people together Something goes wrong. But as you mentioned, it doesn't have to be a murder no, mystery. No, and I think that most of the dinner party movies we're doing, that's not the formula. It's not a bunch of strangers. It tends to be people who aren't strangers and then they come together or they used to be friends or something like that. This is the straight up all strangers at a dinner, like the haunting. At Hill House. It's Hill House. Yeah, exactly. They called it Hill House in this one too. 
Why is it always got to be Hill House? That's the jam. Right it's there. always Hill House. <laughs> Even in Clue, it's Hill House. I never caught that before. Last night, I was. they just called it Hill House. Because you've got to give it up to Shirley Jackson. She's the shit. They're all Hill House. Yeah, they really are. Every mansion in New England is Hill House. Variations. Reimaginings. Everybody in this movie was like, that fucking ugly house. Like, the cop was like, you know that ugly house? <laughs> and then that guy who shows up later, he's like, I'm at this really run-down looking house. <laughs> You know, you're like, that's a mansion that's nicer than anywhere I've ever lived. Yeah, I've never had carpet on the wood stairs like that. Come on. Did you notice that the rooms were set up exactly as they are in the, the game? I was trying to look at it. Here's the thing. We don't get to play board games like we used to, but we I've had my fair share of Clue experience. Clue was never like my jam. No, and for years I've been looking for somebody, somebody make a better Clue. Like Clue, but better. On Halloween, we did a Hunter Killer, and that was amazing. Mm -hmm. That was so much fun. It's like you go through all this evidence and try to put it together. You had told me about that. Yeah, and it has like little escape room elements. You can only it. do it once, though. Yeah, you can only do it once. Because then you know. Then you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you solve the crime? Yeah, we did. It took us longer than it said it was going to. But I think it was counting on you having more than just two people. I originally had gotten it to do on our anniversary, mm. but Kelly had COVID, so we were alone. <laughs> she ran the fuck off. Uh, play that shit over FaceTime. Clue where it's like Clue with a serial killer, and it's like killing people as you go along or something. I don't know how you could make a board game better. You want like Clue mixed in with some seven action? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. And I don't want you to just dress it up like David Bowie Monopoly or shit mm -hmm. like that. I want hardcore board game nerds to think out a way of like making a crazier clue. Dude, what if somebody went malignant on a board game? Just fucking wild. Oh, I mean, that happens constantly. My fucking closet's full of them. Just like <laughs> over, like way, way. How did you think of this board game? That's why like it's so confounding to me that there's not a clue improvement that's like you're a, an fbi agent you're going from one crime scene to another but i think that the uh the staple of this too is like they're all there and you're like unexpected guest is coming doorbell like right when something bad has happened i think all of the like writing in this around the game clue where we were like I don't know why they need to know what room it was in. Why would you not know what room the murder happened in? I think they thought about that. And so they moved Mr. Body at some point to make it more confusing. Like, how could you kill him again? <laughs> I mean, there was an accusation made right at the end. You mean the over the full yeah, Jacques Without writing that into the movie, if you just followed the rules of the game, kind mm. of a boring movie. Yeah. It's just people milling around, yelling at each other. Like, hey, you. Did you beat that guy with a lead pipe? Everybody. How'd you do that? Lead pipes are soft. <laughs> well, just everybody following Wadsworth. The, the skirt ring. Yeah, all of the like little details of the game were there. I kept thinking about when we were watching Jurassic Park and there were six people on screen all of a sudden, and the director seemed to not be able to handle it. That's how I felt in Jurassic Park <laughs> Dominion. Like I was like, you can't handle having this many stars on screen at one time. But these guys did it marvelously. All the, these people were at pretty high in their fame at this point, right? This was uh, the year Back to the Future came out. Really? 1985. And it takes place in the 50s. Tim Curry had to be pretty hot. Christopher Lloyd was doing his thing, getting around. Was that pre-Dream Team? I think so. Yes, pre-Dream Team, I believe. Probably. Michael McKean probably had 
just n- stopped being on Saturday Martin Mull. Colonel Mustard. Yeah. Dude, he was in so much in that time. Oh, yeah. And then he was on Roseanne for like fucking 13 yeah. years. Martin Mull was like one of those guys. Is he, he? I'm sure he's still around. In that movie that I told you to watch, the National Lampoon movie, where it's about the founders of National Lampoon, yes. but they play other Yes. Uh-huh. So Martin Mull narrates the entire thing as the founder of National <laughs> Lampoon. And I was like, wait, was he? No. And then I like looked it up and I was like, oh, he's playing old him. And then Will Forte plays young him. Very cool. <laughs> it's in the queue. And he doesn't look much older as far as things go. No, that's good. Most of these people are still alive. Madeline Kahn's dead, but I think uh, Christopher Lloyd's doing like Back to the Future stuff with Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox right now. Yeah, I'm seeing that. They Every couple of years they make the rounds. They've been doing it the last few years. I like that. I like their buddies. It's cool. Because it's not every day that a kid makes good friends with a disgraced nuclear scientist. <laughs> uh, and he's got a dog. And that's for life. Yeah. He's got the biggest amp ever. <laughs> um, the double negative has led to proof positive. <laughs> there was a lot of like back and forth of that. Yeah. Uh, there's still one thing I don't understand. One thing. <laughs> Why is the car stopped? It's frightened. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is horny as shit in this movie, too. Super. I, I don't think I picked up on that so much as to right now, but it's that's why he was a disgraced doctor, right? Yeah, because he the, had sex with the maid, right? Uh, Well, no, he was the, the singing telegraph. That's who he fucked. Oh, I thought he had had an affair with the French maid. No, that was Colonel Mustard. No, I mean, uh, Christopher Lloyd uh, lost his practice. Er, his license was lifted. However, Tim Curry put Wadsworth put it. His license was lifted. Probably eloquently. Yeah. Because of inappropriate behavior with a with a patient. And then at the end when they opened the door, he's like, That's I had an affair with her. That's the reason I <laughs> Yeah. So and I was like, Okay. How did they like, get this singing telegram girl from Washington, D.C. to come all the way up here into New England? It's like the way people talk about it now. Like, hey, how, what the fuck did Kevin McAllister's dad do in Home Alone to have this house? All these people there, all these rooms, and just take everybody to Paris. And <laughs> I saw this meme the other day. It was like, he pro- it was the 90s. He probably worked part-time at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's the whole thing. You know, uh, we just talked about married with children. He was a fucking shoe salesman. Whose wife got to stay at home? He had a two-story house. This was the world we used to live in, man. That mansion? I mean, he was probably full-time somewhere, is all that that was. Yeah, that's probably like a $10 million house now. Yeah, but I mean, back then, his payment was maybe like 1200 a month. You needed room for, like, swinging paint cans and hitting people with uh, irons. <laughs> Dude, I pictured what's-her-name <laughs> in that fucking sling harness getting slung across the room and throwing paint on the canvas, like all Pollock-style. <laughs> Um, I thought <laughs> you were still talking about them a lot. Uh, how'd you like it when they were all running to go downstairs and the four of them collided at the top? Like, I think it was Wadsworth. It was a couple of them, but I was like, definitely not four stunt people when they collide at the top of the stairs. No. And, uh, it was, it was just Mrs. Peacock. She had just gotten out of rehab. She was like straight out of the Betty Ford clinic. When no she did that, And she was having trouble keeping up with everybody. Yeah. And, uh, that's what I had read in some of the trivia for this. She was so good, though. They're all great. None of them are any less. So no, that movie. movie is a theater kid's wet dream. Everyone is used to the maximum. Could you imagine on set, like you just in between that with the, like those people there, like those personalities? Oh my god, that would have been so much fun. Oh my god, it, it I did read goosebumps. that all the guys would just play pool 
all the time between takes because the billiard room oh. was right there, <laughs> yeah. and they would just like go in there and play pool. Oh. Like they'd be like cut, and everybody would go start finishing their game. And it was in the eighties. I'm wondering how, like you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people getting fucked up on set. I don't know. All those people were in the like fully middle aged, if not more, part of their life. So I don't know that that was like a it was probably serious work for well, them, crew included. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like even the directors and stuff like that, they were seasoned by then. All those people had probably, or have definitely been in other stuff together here. I'm really there. glad you had something on the alternate endings, because I was hoping there was more to it than what I had seen. That they just had a bunch of alternate endings? I was like, you know, was this one of the first times they did alternate endings? I think that's the thought that was going through my mind. Makes me wonder if it got reviewed weird, and the reviewer didn't know that there were... Or if they told everyone, there's a bunch of alternate endings out there. Yeah, when was that announced? Hard to say. I actually looked. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I couldn't find a whole lot of information about the release of Clue in 1985. Because like two months later, what, Back to the Future comes out? 1985 was a big year for movies. 84 was good too, though. Just the whole first chunk of the 80s was amazing. They Some don't the make best. them like they used to. They don't. She had friends that were socialists. <laughs> that, I, that was how they tried to orient you to the we're in the 50s yeah. also the mccarthy hearings were on the tv in the kitchen oh were they? when they find the maid's oh, body cool. i didn't notice yeah i didn't notice no the cars the wardrobe everything i yeah. think it's been a long time since i'd seen it last there was a part at the end where i think wadsworth drags mrs white up the stairs and he just lets go and she's just laying there <laughs> There was actually a fourth ending they shot for it, and there are little setups for it hidden throughout the movie. I didn't really notice them, but they were like, Wadsworth is missing from some of the scenes and unaccounted for. At the very beginning, he is. Yes, and it was to set up a final ending where Wadsworth killed everyone. I think they just decided that it wasn't good. Too much. The three that they went with were great. Although I get that the, but this is what actually happened, and it's the Michael McKean one, and he's like, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> if you didn't say it, I was going to scream it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Once he, once he announces he's gay and he sits back down on the couch, Christopher like Professor Plum gets up, <laughs> walks away. <laughs> It used to come on HBO or Cinemax all the time. I can't remember what I saw it on. I think it was just network TV, though, and I was flipping channels. Or I may have been staying with my grandparents or something who had cable. Yeah, it was on HBO or Cinemax all the time, like I'd say early, mid-90s. It was one of those that was in the rotation. In the early 90s, I saw it, and nobody believed me. <laughs> Couldn't just I didn't it. even see the dinner party thing. I don't think that a movie needs to be all dinner to be a dinner party movie either. That's just why we came. And that's why that works so well. But I feel like we're going to find elements of this in the other movies. Now that we've watched it and we've put it in our head, we're going to find all of the little breadcrumbs that those Agatha Christie tropes set up for yeah, all time. Yeah, because not everything's a murder mystery, but... I haven't seen the fourth one. You've seen the fourth one this month, our Christmas movie. Next time we're going to do Coherence, and you're not going to see any of that in this i'm excited but it's a very dinner party movie it's probably my favorite dinner party movie but i think we're gonna do three that are very very different i think once we watch some i'll be able to determine which one's actually my favorite like which one really is my fave and i feel like these three would all belong on our dinner party shelf <laughs> the section we're creating yeah because it doesn't have to specifically be just the dinner party no and this will probably break off and we'll find other things that we can argue about whether or not it's a dinner party movie yeah is this a gathering of friends or family yeah is it a weekend away who rented the house 
Or was the house inherited? At the rate we're going now, there may be a, like a whole section of Airbnb horror movies one day. While we're sitting here talking about it, I'm like, Knives Out. Knives Out. Oh. Not a dinner party. Uh-huh. That's a family gathering. That's their family home. They never have dinner. No dinner? Never do they have dinner. Were they ever at a table? Maybe one of them. Not all of them. No, just because you're not eating dinner. If you're at a dinner table, is that a dinner party movie? No, you have to be invited. Go to get your plates. Your necks. I really think watching this was the best way to go about getting the full anatomy of a dinner party movie. Because we could read a bunch of Agatha Christie books and tell you about them, but no one wants that. I don't even really want to watch Murder on the Orient Express. It looks like fine. It's a couple years old now, right? Apparently. I watched it. I don't know. I time traveled through this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I... Everything that came out like right before 2020, it feels like it just came out and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm sure there's an audience out there for that new Murder on the Orient Express. I'm sure there's some. I'll watch it. I want to say I didn't like I didn't pay to watch it, but I don't know where I would have seen it unless that's when I had HBO one of those times when it came out. When I finished that movie, I was disappointed. It was not for me. Yeah, I kind of like to see it just to see what what's different and stuff. I'm not going to watch Death on the Nile, though. Fuck that shit. That doesn't look very good. No. But I think that the key thing from that is that everyone on the train has motive. And that's what Clue is. There are other dinner party movies that I know that we're going to bend very horror sci-fi with this. That's what we tend to go for. I can think of other dinner party movies. Did you ever see Melvin Goes to Dinner? Is a Bob Odenkirk directed movie? You told me about that, but I haven't seen it. It's weird. It has Flo, the progressive lady. And uh, Annabeth or Annabelle. From Dinner in a Movie? I can't remember if it's Annabeth or Annabelle. Whoa! She's also in that. What? I haven't even thought... That was a thing. That really was a thing. I have not thought about that since... That was the first time I saw Weird Science. Was Dinner in a Movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was the first time you saw Weird Science? Yeah, it was on Dinner in a Movie when I was a kid. Oh, man. I had that aunt who had every movie on a videotape. My stepdad was like that, but not weird, not Hughes movies. <laughs> oh no, she got to the. She had them cataloged to where she had spirals. So each DVD. That's how my stepdad was. Each v, each VHS had a number, and you could find the number that had the movie. You know, like the movie corresponded with the number. I remember when I was a kid finding out that like you can fill a six-hour tape up, but the video quality is not as good as if you did it. In SP or whatever. Wasn't yeah. it SP and EP, EP? I forget the letters, but no, true story. There was a better way to record. There was like a shitty way where you can get a little bit more or you get that quality for a little less time. I remember wondering that out loud, my mom being like, let's just not tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> let's never bring this up again. Don't add fuel to the fire, Scott. That's how I watch Don't a lot of it. things. Like we, uh, my stepbrother i think was sending home improvement on six hour tapes to my stepfather and that's how i watched home improvement when i was a kid commercial free ow heidi ho good neighbor (laughs) the original wilson not some (laughs) goddamn volleyball (laughs) you were like bouncing from movie to movie tonight just bing 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 no i'm not yeah but next week we're gonna watch coherence as our first of our first series. And that is not Jillian Anderson on the cover. It is not, no. Did you think it was? No. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.